hope you enjoy this message from St. Martin C3, a location of C3 Church, Christchurch. Uh, we're in a series at the moment uh, called Bringing Out the Best, and uh, this is the second in the series. And as we uh, go on that journey today, I've got a question to pose to you. Think of a time in your life where you've needed that extra encouragement to take that next step towards God or towards the ministry or the calling that God has placed on your life. And you've kind of got to that place and gone, yep, yeah, I I know that's what God has for me. I know that's where God's placed me. But you're just a bit nervous about stepping into it or you're wanting to back off a bit. Now, has someone come Here's the question, has someone come alongside you at that moment and gone, you can do this and encourage you and just given you that extra push that's helped you get over that barrier? Well, we're looking at an example of that today. We're looking at Timothy in the New Testament who worked with the Apostle Paul. He was stretched in what he was asked to do. But as he did that, like many of us, he found that that was the place that God had called him to. And he found fulfillment in doing that. And so he realized, and we realized, that that person's encouragement uh, makes a difference for us to step into what God has for us. And Paul was that to Timothy. Timothy was a very capable young man. He had been um, raised uh, in a a good, godly home and then got involved in church and growing up in the church and then uh, developed great teaching and leadership gifts. And Paul recognized this on Timothy's life. So Paul made Timothy his assistant. And so now Timothy was traveling around different churches all around the world, uh, teaching and leading alongside Paul. And they're doing a great job. Actually, Paul commends Timothy often to the various churches that he's working with, including Corinth and Philippi and others. Now, Paul is in prison and he can't do the work of leading and um, maybe bringing correction and things like that to the churches that he's established. So he sends Timothy. He sends Timothy in particular to Ephesus. Now Ephesus was a large church at the time and had been well established and it had many mature members in that church who were quite confident in their leadership and in their teaching. But unfortunately a couple of those teachers in the church at Ephesus were leading the church astray. They were teaching bad theology and it was affecting the church, it was pulling the church down. And so Paul sends Timothy into this tricky situation to sort it out. He says, Timothy, go in there, sort those guys out. Now, not only was this a challenging situation for Timothy, but it was pretty intimidating because, you know, Timothy was just this young guy. He had to stand up to these older guys who were quite mature in their faith and had been in the church a long time. And so they're kind of going, mate, who do you think you are? You young guy coming in here telling us what to do, you know, clear out, you know. So, yeah, it was a pretty challenging situation for Timothy. So Paul hears about what's going on 
in the church at Ephesus. And he writes a letter to Timothy and encourages him. And he says, come on, mate, you can do this. You know, and just just keeps pushing him on in the, in the call of God on his life. And uh, Timothy kind of does his best. And then Paul writes him a second letter to give him further encouragement. And they are now what we know as First and Second Timothy in the New Testament. Let's dive on and, and have, a, have a read of Second uh, Timothy 1 verse 2. It says this, Paul, an apostle of Christ Jesus, by the command of God our Saviour, and Jesus Christ our hope, to Timothy, my true son in the faith. Now imagine that. Imagine, you know, the Apostle Paul, pretty big name in the early church, calling you his true son in the faith. What we see, first of all, here in this letter is that encouragement is best given in a context of a supportive relationship. Encouragement is best given in the context of a supportive relationship. And Paul had earned Timothy's trust. And Paul had some pretty direct things to say to Timothy. And actually, if you read the whole letters, both letters this week, you'll see that Paul is pretty direct in saying, hey, mate, you've got to do this and you've got to do that. But Paul had earned the right to speak into Timothy's life because he had developed that relationship over many years. Timothy knew that this guy had his back, that Paul really cared about him, that he was invested in him. And that's a great example for us in the church today. We need to invest in relationships in the church. Not just, you know, talking about how the rugby went on the weekend or anything like that. But, you know, I suppose we can start the conversations there. But we need to go a little bit further. We need to develop those deep trusting relationships with each other we need to take a genuine interest in other people we need to show that we care and it will be when we've got those supportive relationships um, that start to form as we have those conversations after church on a Sunday morning or in our connect groups or in other interactions that we have during the week that we'll discover there'll be opportunities within those conversations to encourage each other. To say, hey, you know, let me encourage you in that. And we'll be open to receive that encouragement because we know, hey, this person, they do really care about me. A little bit like what Paul did to Timothy. And I think this is especially important when, like Paul did with Timothy, there is a relationship in the in the ministry area or your your or your ministry focus in the church like say for example um you are on the worship team and you've been on the worship team for years and you understand how god works through a worship team to lead people into worship well if new people are coming onto the team guess what it's your responsibility to mentor them, to encourage them, to, to give them feedback, because they're looking to you, who's been on the on the team for longer, for that input. I remember one time where, um, after a pre-meeting, I, I was um, overhearing a conversation where a, I suppose a more mature person in their faith, someone who's been around pre-meetings a long time, was 
encouraging a new person there to say, hey, why didn't you pray? It would have been good for you to pray. And the new person said, well, actually, I listened to you pray. And I just think that's exactly what I would have said. So I don't feel the need to, um, to add anything more to it. But there was kind of this encouragement going both ways. The encouragement for the younger one, the new one, to step person there to step up. But also the new person was encouraging the one who had been faithful in prayer all those years. So there's many different uh, connections and contexts in the body of Christ for us to bring encouragement. But mostly that's going to happen as we invest some relational capital in each other. So I'd encourage you to do that, much like Paul did with Timothy. Let's go on. First Timothy 1 verse 18. Paul says this to Timothy. Timothy, my son, I am giving you this command in keeping with the prophecies once made about you, so that in recalling them you may fight the battle well. Now next week we're going to look at how prophecy fits into a culture of encouragement in the church. So I'm not going to deal with that today. Well, you can listen in next week. But another thing that we see in this verse is that Paul is drawing out the calling on Timothy's life. He's saying, hey, Timothy, don't neglect. Don't neglect what God has called you to do. There is a calling on your life to teach and to lead. And it doesn't matter what other people say or do. What matters is what God has put on your life to do. And what you are obeying God to do. Fulfill that calling, first of all, rather than listening to others. And a key feature of encouragement in any church should be this call of, of God on our lives and calling that out in others. Uh, for some of you who have been around our church for a while, you'll remember um, a guy called Steve Peace, who was a missionary that we supported some years ago. And so I used to spend quite a bit of time with Steve when he was uh, here in Christchurch or sometimes uh, when we were doing some missions together overseas. And what I loved about Steve is he had never let me off the hook. He would, um, he would ask me these pointed questions and say, so Warren, what's the next step in the call of God on your life? And I'd go, oh, mate, that's a pretty heavy question, you know. But I, I appreciated it because I had that relationship with him and I'd, I'd given him that permission to ask those hard questions of me. And I knew that it was coming from a place where he was trying to draw out of me uh, what God had placed in my life and, and the calling of God on my life. And he was just checking, hey, are you, are you still on track, mate? Are you still, you know, in the zone? And Paul is doing the same thing with Timothy here. He's saying, Timothy, this is, this is your sweet spot, mate. This is, this is what you're called to do. You're called to lead. You're called to, to teach. You're called to correct when correction needs to be given. Fulfill the call of God on your life. Because here's the thing. There is an enemy that wants to rob you of your calling. You know, there's, there's been a, a seed that's been placed in your heart to do something for God. And 
your responsibility is to nurture that and allow that to grow and be fulfilled in your life whatever context you're in and whatever that looks like but the enemy wants to rob you wants to 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 snatch that seed away from you and sometimes that you can come across opposition and you can doubt yourself and you need someone who's maybe a little bit more mature in the faith who's got a relationship with you to to draw out that calling again and say hey remember that remember that which was placed in your life remember that which was spoken on over your life remember that which you shared with me the other day was on your heart to do and so give permission to other to other people to ask you those hard questions it's a really healthy thing to do you know like questions like what would the next step in uh, obedience for you look like how would uh, you being stretched in your ministry area look like how can I pray for you in that and as you do that you'll encourage people to fulfill what God has placed on their life to do and the kingdom of God is extended it's a win-win there there are um, lots of conversations that I have with people in St Martins about uh, what they believe God is calling them to next and they are preparing for that they might be doing some study or some training or um, reaching out and doing something in the community and I think that's fantastic that's awesome and I think we need to have those conversations all the time so that we keep encouraging each other to fulfill the call of God on their lives just like uh, Paul was doing with Timothy here so uh, let's let's jump into 1st Timothy 4 verse 12 uh, Paul takes us a ne- next step with Timothy he says this don't let anyone look down on you because you are young but set an example for the believers in speech and conduct and love and faith and impurity until I come devote yourselves to the public reading of scripture to preaching and to teaching do not neglect the gift which was given to you through the prophecy when the body of elders laid their hands on you. Here's another one, 2 Timothy 1 verse 6. For this reason I remind you to fan into flame the gift of God which is, which is in you through the laying on of hands. Now, have a think about this. Why would someone that has traveled with Paul who is confident in their preaching and teaching and in their leadership start neglecting the gifts and the strengths and the passion that God's given them now it's easy for us to judge Timothy but think about your own life have you have have I have we neglected the gifts and the strengths and the passion that God's given us have you just let it slip and been distracted by other things see we need we especially need encouragement from others when we come up against resistance or we are branching out into something a little bit new or a little bit different I remember uh, as a uh, young man I was in our young adults group and uh, 
we were at a, I think we were at a youth camp, and my youth pastor at the time came up to me and said, Warren, I want you to go along this line of people and pray for them and prophesy over each one of them. And I was like, oh, whoa, 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 hang on a minute, you know. And, and I thought, oh, I, I, was, I was really nervous about doing it. But I went, okay, that's what he's asked me to do. So I did it. And then after the meeting, he came and said, okay, so how did that go? And what did God give you? And what do you, what do you feel happened in that moment with the, with the different people you were praying for? And that was really good for me because, yes, it was stretching me. I was going into a, an area that was a little bit different and a little bit uncomfortable. But I, I knew he had my back. I knew that I had that encouragement to lean on. And I knew that afterwards he would talk me through it and uh, give me the feedback that I, that I needed. And I'd encourage you to ask for that, especially if you are growing in your faith and exploring new areas of ministry. Seek out people that can, can give you that feedback because we will be nervous when we are stepping out into something new and so that encouragement and that feedback that we get is just so vital it's a little bit like when someone gets up in the front of church and shares a testimony or uh, does communion or something like that for the first time i see many of you going up to them afterwards and, and giving them encouragement that's great it, it's needed because they've they've made this big step of doing something new or doing something different and um, they need to get that feedback as soon as possible. So when we're in those situations where we're up against a, a challenging situation or we're stepping into something new, uh, we need to look for that encouragement. But also, if you are a mature person in Christ, be aware of what's going on around you and who you can encourage and be aware of how vulnerable people are when they are trying something new or the contending against something difficult it also highlights that we need to be aware of what god has already given us see what paul is doing with timothy here is he's reminding him of what god has placed on his life not only his calling what god's called him to do but what god's empowered him and and strengthened him and given him a passion and the gifts to do now, of course, Timothy would have been somewhat aware of his strengths. He, he would have taught before and he would have known that, hey, that, that's part of who I am and it's the way God's made me. But he needed Paul's encouragement to just take those gifts and those strengths and develop them a little bit further. And that's what we all need to do. We need to constantly through our lives, doesn't matter how old you are, it is really healthy to... Um, do a kind of a, a check on well, what are my strengths? What has God gifted me to do? What has God anointed me to do for this time and this place in my life? Now there's some great tools out there to help you do that. You, there's a strength finder test which you can go online to do. There are numerous uh, spiritual gifts assessments uh, that you can do. Actually the notes today will um, that, that you'll see online, uh, the devotions for the week actually go through some of those areas. So that, those things are quite helpful. But what we've discovered over the years in journeying people through their gifts and their strengths 
is that the best thing that uh, we can have is a group of people or a person around us who's actually helping us unpack, well, what are your strengths? What are your gifts? How are you using them? What are you really good at? And, and what are you anointed by God to do? And as we lean into that, as we become more aware of them, we start to identify even more what God is calling us to do. Uh, you may have questions like, uh, or if you're helping someone in this, to go, when are you at your very best? When are you doing something that's really fulfilling in your service to God, really energizes you and you could just keep doing that? Uh, earlier on this year, we had a, uh, a coach come in and help us as a staff team uh, be more aware of the strengths and the gifts that we have and how they relate to each other. And there was some really interesting insights that we gained from that. And it actually has changed the language around the office a bit. And, and we are now more able to encourage our workmates as to, hey, you do great at that. And hey, can you do this for me? Because we know it's in their strength area. You know, God has uniquely wired you for his purposes. He has given you gifts and strengths that he hasn't given someone else. There is a unique blend of them that he has tailor-made for you. And so as you, as you discover them, as you're more aware of them, as someone can come alongside and draw those out of you, and you learn to stretch yourself in those areas, you'll step more into what God has for your life. So... Like Paul and Timothy, or like that relationship, we need to be people in the body of Christ that uh, receive encouragement and also give encouragement. Uh, we, we need to look for those opportunities where we perfectly consider, okay, how could I encourage this person today? So if, if, if you take one big thing out of the sermon, I pray you take this. That in the conversations that you have with those around you in the body of Christ, that you kind of ask this question in the back of your mind. How do I encourage this person today? How do I encourage them in their identity in Christ? How do I encourage them in the call of God on their lives? How do I encourage them in the, in the passion and the gifts and the strengths that they have? If we did that we would create a culture of encouragement where we build each other up. Like 1 Thessalonians 5.11 says, says, encourage each other and build each other up just as you have been doing. If we continue to do that, we will see our relationships thrive in St. Martin C3. We will see people uh, step more into the call of God on their lives and accomplish even more than they thought possible. It'll be uh, a trusting, deep relationships that will be formed where encouragement just flows naturally. And here's the thing that, um, that, that you'll discover in doing this, that if you've developed a good relationship and you've got this encouragement orientation, here's a few things. You're unlikely to get it wrong. Like, who doesn't want encouragement? We all want encouragement. And you're unlikely to overdo it. Remember, we as Kiwis, we tend to undersell rather than oversell. So, you know, 
push against that culture a bit and over-encourage rather than under-encourage. And you're unlikely to give someone a big head if, if you've got a good relationship with them. And here's the other thing. You will bless them, but in turn you'll probably be blessed as you go through that process. So it's a win-win. You're going to come away from that conversation encouraged and built up yourself. And they're going to go away from that conversation encouraged and built up as well. So I pray that we as uh, St. Martin C3 would seek out those relationships in our church. And we would see that part of our role is to encourage each other, to build each other up. And we would look for opportunities to do that. Do you think we can do that? I think we can. And I think we'd have an awesome church when we build a culture of encouragement. Hey, let's pray together. Lord God, we thank you that you have given us so much. You've given us an identity as children of you. You've given us a destiny because of what you did for us on the cross. Lord, I thank you that you've placed a calling on our lives. There is a purpose for us to fulfill in you. And you're leading us deeper into that purpose. And now there's sometimes that you stretch us, Lord. And there are some challenges that come along the way. And we need other people in the body of Christ. And so we thank you. We thank you for the brothers and sisters that are around us. We thank you that you've placed them there to be our encouragement. And you've placed them there for us to encourage them. And so, Lord, I pray that you would empower us today. You would give us insights as to how to encourage, to give that right encouragement at the right time to help the, that person come into all that you have for them. Lord, I pray. Lord, build a, a orientation to encourage in each of our hearts. And as we express that in our relationships with each other, I pray that you would build the body of Christ up. In Jesus' name. Amen. Thanks for listening to this week's message. To learn more about our church, visit c3chch.org.